0: You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com.
1: KPEL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. Logic Control
2: Systems presents the second annual Ricky Romero Memorial Golf Tournament to benefit Down Syndrome Association of Acadiana, golf, food, fun, live music, and more for the entire family. The tournament is Saturday, August 19th at the Cane Row Golf Course in New Iberia. Breakfast and lunch provided and a live auction. Loads of fun for a great cause. Register at dsaa.info. Love in Action is a concert and fundraiser featuring wayne toops the proceeds benefit southeast catastrophic injury fund and the concert is sunday july 9th at the shoebox theater 2431 west congress in lafayette doors open at 12 noon get tickets in advance at hopehelplive.org or tickets available if at the door if not sold out see you there for a good time
1: if you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com.
3: You know. you know.
1: <laughs> Welcome back. into uh, KDNS morning news. All right, Mark. So again, you've got coming up, Uh, Moon Griffon show. Uh Tell our listeners what they can expect uh, as today you are the the show the last show before the 4th of July and they're gonna you know I think our listeners can expect a a, a nod to history today.
2: Yes yes yes. Uh, For our one uh, Louisiana you know Mm -hmm. that's what Moon is always the voice of Louisiana and Chris Alexander's been on with Moon. We're gonna have Chris on we're gonna talk about individual bills. We're gonna talk about the veto session. By the way Just, again, a little tease to kind of entice you to listen. You hear on the news story, sometimes news stories are too short. Brevity is the soul of wit, but sometimes you can be too short. They're saying that, quote, the legislature may call for a session. A session, a veto session, is already scheduled Mm -hmm. uh, following every um, legislative session, and so Uh, you have to overturn that and say, no, we're not having one. We're going to talk about that and what bills we need, we as conservatives, need to protest, let our representatives know we want them to attempt a veto override. We're going to talk about various bills. That's hour one. Hour two, we're going to go into the history of the U.S. and Independence Day and uh, all about the greatness of our country. Awesome. And so uh, there you have it. And we'll just kind of meander all over the place. And, of course, some Supreme Court rulings. We've Mm -hmm. had quite a few. They're coming out left, right, and uh, center. And so we're going to talk about a few recent Supreme Court rulings and A lot to look forward to. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, our audience will join us.
1: All right, perfect. Well, Mental Health Mondays is coming up shortly right after this as we get ready to close down the show.
4: Hey, this is Joe
1: Cunningham. And
4: every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on the Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5
1: KPL. Good morning and welcome back into Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como here with you. Today is Monday, which means it's time for Mental Health Mondays. And we're going to spend some time here with duly licensed therapist Hannah Como. Hannah, good morning. Good morning. All right, so today is Start the Conversation Day, and it's observed on July 3rd every year. And really what this day means is it's a good reminder that we need to check in with our loved ones, especially when it it comes to their mental health.
5: Absolutely, Brandon, and this is a great reminder. It makes me think of the last few weeks whenever we spoke about the importance of having those conversations with other people and checking on them and and having more communication with others so that we don't feel isolated so we don't feel disconnected and so this kind of reminds me of the same um, conversation or same thing that we should apply today and how important it is to be able to reach out to other people and check in on them because again you never know what people are going through Mm -hmm. you never know what they're struggling with and a lot of times You know, they may not feel comfortable talking about it or reaching out to other people. And so there is something that really makes me think of this conversation here today is there is something around social media that says, check on your strong friends. Mm -hmm. And man, how true is that? That we really should check on some of the people in our lives that seem really strong, that may have a lot of things going on for them that seem really great, but again, you never know what people are struggling with. And so that's why it's important to... Have the conversations and check in and say, how are you doing? What's what's going on? You know, and really have the tough conversations that really let people know that you care about them.
1: Absolutely. And there are many people that are suffering in silence. And you said, you know, check in on on those strong people, because a lot of times they're the ones that aren't that don't want to show weakness. They don't want to show that vulnerability. And they're the ones that many times need that check in just to make sure that they're doing okay.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's just an important reminder, especially the time that we live in today, that people really do struggle with a lot of other things that they don't realize that other people are struggling with too. And so when you open up the conversation about that and you even communicate to them, hey, I've struggled with this before, or I've had depression, or I've struggled with anxiety, or I went through grief in my life and I can't compare my situation to yours because I know that, cannot be comparable but i do want you to know that i care about you that i'm thinking of you that you know if there's anything that you need i'm here for you and to really you know extend that um you know conversation to other people
1: and you know as you go to begin that conversation it is incredibly important that you also practice good listening skills good active listening skills as well
5: yeah absolutely because a lot of times They may not need advice or something that is told to them in that moment, but a lot of times they really just want you to listen to them. Mm -hmm. You want to ask those open ended questions. How are you doing? How are things going? You know, and just ask the question and just, you know, sit there for a minute. And sometimes there's. There's that awkward um, silence that a lot of people are uncomfortable with. But believe it or not, if you just ask the question, they're going to fill in the blanks and they're going to tell you what's going on because they know that you really care about them and you're really listening.
1: And sometimes just knowing that someone cares about you, especially when you're the person that is seen as the one who reaches out to others, who uh, helps others with their problems that they go through every day, it's especially important that they are also heard and that they are also shown care as well.
5: Absolutely. And I love the idea that we live in the day of age now where we are getting away of the taboo of counseling and the taboo of mental health and struggling with that, and we're opening up the conversation, and that really normalizes things. So let everyone know that a lot of people may struggle with this, and you may not even have an idea that other people struggle with it too. And you may sit there all alone thinking that you're the only one that's struggling with this situation but when you reach out or when someone reaches out to you and opens up that conversation you feel less alone and you feel like someone is really there
1: great information here on the start the conversation day it's observed on july 3rd every year but really something that we should do a lot more often but today really serves as a good reminder of that Duly licensed therapist hannah como has been our guest here on mental health mondays hannah as always thank you so much absolutely and with that we are going to end today's show a little bit differently as uh, we want to wish you a happy 4th of july have a safe time have a great time with family and we're going to end today's show off by playing one of my favorite songs of all time one of those patriotic songs that you'll ever hear god bless the usa by lee greenwood have a great one
3: There ain't no doubt, I love this land. God bless
5: the USA. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast bank associate. I'm Neil
7: Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report.
5: Today is a short session for
8: Wall Street with Apple opening at a $3 trillion market value, the first company to reach that level. Tesla shares are higher, pushing up the NASDAQ after Tesla's deliveries for the spring quarter were stronger than forecast to a record. Monster Beverage has an agreement to purchase Bang Energy and its beverage production facility in Phoenix. It's buying the energy drink company out of bankruptcy, so the deal still must be approved by the bankruptcy court. Major U.S banks, including JP Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, and Morgan Stanley, have all raised the dividends they pay investors. After the Federal Reserve's annual health check, the review found the big banks have enough capital to weather a severe economic downturn. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you.
0: day for airlines, end of the fourth of July. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News.
4: I'm glad I got here early, because if I was a little later, I don't know if I would have made it.
0: She's in Atlanta, but so far today, there are only 89 flights canceled, about 800 delayed, way better than the tens of thousands of cancellations and delays last week because of stormy weather and air traffic control staff shortages.
9: But the challenge now is for airlines to get caught up on the backlogs of travelers. Airline and air traffic control staffing shortages have not helped. Some travelers had been delayed by as many as three days.
0: As Fox's CB caught the Newark's airport, Friday's air travel set a record. And at a busy time for vacations as a hotel worker, strike in the Los Angeles area, affecting about 60 hotels. Those workers demand better pay and benefits. In Baltimore, police keep searching for the gunman who shot up a block party early yesterday.
8: This was a reckless, cowardly
0: act of violence uh, that has taken two lives and altered uh, many, many more. Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott, many of the 28 injured are teenagers. Eight Palestinians are dead in the West Bank after Israel launched a drone attack and deployed troops to a refugee camp, it says is a militant stronghold. In Ukraine, we're learning an award-winning Winning writer Victoria Amelina, was among the 12 people killed last week when a Russian missile hit a crowded restaurant. Amelina,
10: who was 37, was working with the human rights group Truth Hurts to document Russian war crimes. Writers' group Pen Ukraine saying she's become the victim of a war crime herself. Fox's Jonathan Savage. The EPA is under
0: pressure.
8: Ten state attorneys general say the EPA's current standards when it comes to wood burning stoves aren't getting the job done, including allowing the sale of appliances that could make 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 pollution worse. The lawsuit alleges that programs enticing people to trade in older stoves for new ones haven't exactly improved the environment, despite millions in grants encouraging exchanges.
11: That's Fox's Ryan Schmelz. America's listening to Fox News. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit NotimeToWait.com.
1: Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
12: At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to
13: save.
7: Right now, save on Valspar 5-gallon ultra-flat paint. Was $131, now just $123. Plus, MVP's Pro Rewards members earn up to 900 bonus points with the purchase of a Graco Magnum X7 paint sprayer. Lowe's knows pros. Valspar offers valid through eight 2 Selection varies by location. Estimated bonus points valid through 630. Actual awarded bonus points calculated on purchase price before taxes and after applicable discounts. Available.
14: News Talk 96.5
4: KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective, right here on the Joe Cunningham show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KP.
12: I heard the call to serve, so I answered. I earned a title and discovered my purpose. I found belonging. An unbreakable bond with my fellow Marines. We fought to overcome adversity together in defense of our nation and its people. I've lived a full life, rich with meaning. And even though I no longer wear the uniform, I am still a Marine. My service has come full circle. I will always look after those around me. I will always uplift and support my country and my community. Because that is the promise I made. That is what it means to be a Marine. Semper Fidelis. Always
2: faithful. Always Marine. Acadiana Center for the Arts is our cultural and artistic hub serving eight parishes through community development, education, live performance, film, and exhibitions. For information on getting involved in upcoming events, call 233 7060. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 965 KPL.
14: The views expressed in
3: the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 965 KPL or
4: Town Square Media. Ooh.
2: Good Monday morning, Louisiana. Welcome into the Moon Griffon Show. How y'all are? Mark Pope in for Moon. I always like to, as I say, I like to emulate Moon. I am a substituting for him, always honored to be here. And this is going to be our Independence Day show. I know that Independence Day is technically not until tomorrow, but there will be no Moon Griffon show our affiliates along the line, just to let you know. So again, this will be our Independence Day show, but we're going to start right here in our beautiful home of Louisiana. We're going to start with a topic uh, dealing with laws and our, our state government, and uh, we have a special guest to help us uh, get through that uh, wide and varied topic, and uh, a guest that you are used to here on the Moon Grafon Show. And uh, that guest is the name of Mr. Chris Alexander. And uh, so let's just start with a good morning, Chris. Uh, Welcome in. Thanks for your time today. Good
13: morning, Mark. It's such a pleasure to be with you today. Happy Independence Day.
2: Indeed, indeed. And we're going to talk about that coming up uh, next hour, but we're going to kind of reserve this first hour for... Louisiana government. And of course, we just ended a legislative session. But uh, let me just kind of give the brief introduction uh, to Chris in that, as I said, you regular listeners to the Moon Griffon show, you know the name, Chris Alexander, very knowledgeable, very smart man about uh, governance all across the board, whether it's on the local level, state government, or even uh, the federal level. But Chris, is your organization Louisiana Citizen Advocacy Group, is that a new endeavor for you with that specific organization?
13: Yes, Mark. We've been in existence now for about uh, just under a year, uh, and we focus specifically and microscopically on legislative issues on the state level. Uh, After going down and watching uh, for a year or two and watching some of the shenanigans that occur uh, at our Capitol during the legislative session, I was motivated to start the Louisiana Citizen Advocacy Group because I, I want to make sure that citizens are aware of what is really occurring there, not really always what the representatives are representing to their constituents is occurring there. And believe it or not, Mark, this may come as a shock to you, but there's often a difference.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, right. Tongue in cheek, he says, this may be a shock to you. <laughs> yeah, right. I almost fell off my chair, Chris. But uh, yeah, you, you are correct about that. So let me do this. When I, when I do a session like this, I tell our listening audience, grab pen and paper, because we are going to tell you, Chris and I, mainly Chris, is going to tell you what we, the people, can do to affect our state government. And there's, there's a lot going on and we're going to unpack a lot of information about items that came before the state legislature, some good items, some not so good. And so grab pen and paper because we're gonna give you how to contact your state representative, not your specific representative up in Winfield or down in Homa, wherever you happen to be listening or over in Lake Charles we but we are going to give you how to get an email address we have that's what we have to do okay we have to contact our representatives and our state senators and so we'll we will give you that information and by the way if you want to help out chris alexander's organization louisiana citizen advocacy group we will tell you somewhere along the program this hour how you are able to do that and you may even want to write down some of these bill numbers that we're going to talk about so let let's start with this chris the the, the main order of business let let's put aside that governor edwards vetoed the state budget let's kind of leave that on the side and and let them and, and unless somewhere along the line you want to talk about it but i would i prefer to focus on the three transgender bills that Governor Edwards vetoed. We're going to talk about each one of those bills. And once again, um, a veto, this is how it's being portrayed in the news, Chris, that the legislators, the Louisiana legislators, may call a session. And that's kind of a misnomer because explain to our audience, please, how a veto session works. Uh, At the end of each session, there's a veto session already set. Is that correct? And then right. elaborate on that, please.
13: That's exactly right, Mark. Uh, there is a, a, a veto override session is automatic at the end of every legislative session. Uh, it's, it's a, there's a presumption in favor of a veto override session. And in order to not have a veto override session, a majority of members of either House, either the, the, the House of Representatives or the Senate, Have to affirmatively opt out of it, and if that occurs, then there is no veto override session. Uh, But the presumption is in favor of one. So, really, the way it's being misrepresented in the media is just that—a misrepresentation.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, it's it's oversimplifying it that uh, you know the very much so the legislature may call a veto session. It's already called, and and really, if you think about it. That is not a trivial point. It's a profound point. So in other words, there's lobbying going on right now in Baton Rouge for those who do not want a veto session saying, um, sign the bill, sign this bill saying that we we decline having a veto session. So there's a whole lot of wrangling going on right now behind the scenes for those who want to avoid a veto session. And uh, so, you know, there there you have it. Talk about this. It, let's say that the override of the veto session does not happen, and so we have a veto session set. When is the deadline for that override uh, to happen? July 18th, I believe you told a group in Lafayette last week.
13: That's right, Mark. July 18th is when the veto override session would start, and uh, it is so critically important. Uh, and I know we'll get into this, but it's so critically important that we have one. Uh, in light of of the items that uh, our governor quite inexplicably uh, vetoed. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and and I took some notes. I have all three uh, veto letters. I'm obviously not going to read that one. The one on the procedures, whether it's um, hormone blockers or whatever, or even having a medical procedure to alter the body, if you will, the sex of... uh, a transgender person, that bill is six pages, Chris. And the governor says in that message, I've never written such a lengthy veto message in my entire eight years as governor, but I cannot avoid it. Uh, brevity is not possible. And so he rambles on for six pages. So I'm just yeah.
13: going to... Yes, Mark, methinks thou doth protest too much. Yeah, It yeah. is... It is very simple uh, the legislation this is representative gabe fermont's house bill six forty eight and if you recall uh, mark uh, it, it it actually died originally in the, in the um in, in the senate committee it it died originally uh, i 'm sorry in the Health and Welfare Committee because of Fred Mills, the Republican who cast the deciding vote, and then because of overwhelming. Uh, public outcry. Uh, The Senate ultimately ordered it, recommitted and voted back out. And believe me, they couldn't vote it out of there favorably fast enough uh, the second time and then went into the Senate and and passed uh, overwhelmingly in the Senate. But the bottom line is all the bill does, Mark, is prohibit these type of, as you said, these puberty blockers and these transgender surgical procedures, which are really ghastly if you really know what occurs in those procedures, uh, until a minor, until somebody turns 18 years old, at which case, uh, at which time, presumably, they've reached the age of reason and they can make the decision for themselves. This is not a radical piece of legislation. It's very commonsensical, very reasonable, and in fact, almost. All the states, southern states surrounding Louisiana, have already passed legislative and statutory prohibitions against this. And so we, if we do not override this veto, Louisiana stands to become, uh, to have the dubious honor of being a sanctuary state for genital mutilation of minors. And that's not an overstatement to
2: say that, No, it it is is not. It is not. Look, let us do this. Let us take our first time out so we can have a... uh a reasonable second session, if you will, or segment here on the yes, Moon sir, Grafon Show. Yes, sir, look forward Show. to it. Yes, so we will take our first time out for uh, you folks out there. So, happy Independence Day. Even though it's tomorrow, we're going to start celebrating it today. More with Chris Alexander coming up here on the Moon Graffon Show. Mark Pope
6: in for Moon. Stay with us. Louisiana is 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve, and build community if we don't make our teachers, police, and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community, and prosperity, not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not?
7: Hunter Lundy, governor.
6: Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana.
7: When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren. But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com.
1: KPL covers Acadiana with
2: Lowry's printing and copying. Logic Control Systems presents the second annual Ricky Romero Memorial Golf Tournament to benefit Down Syndrome Association of Acadiana, golf, food, fun, live music, and more for the entire family. The tournament is Saturday, August 19th at the Cane Row Golf Course in New Iberia. Breakfast and lunch provided and a live auction. Loads of fun for a great cause. Register at dsaa.info. Love in Action is a concert and fundraiser featuring Wayne Two. Tup- the proceeds benefit Southeast Catastrophic Injury Fund, and the concert is Sunday, July 9th at the Shoebox Theater, 2431 West Congress in Lafayette. Doors open at 12 noon. Get tickets in advance at hopehelplive.org, or tickets available if at the door if not sold out. See you there for a good time.
1: If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPEL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com.
3: Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier
11: than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me.
5: When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash
9: ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
14: Bikers Against Child Abuse empowers children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. For more information, visit bakaworld.org. Our helpline is 866-885-9474. BAKA, Breaking the Chains of Abuse.
0: For those fortunate enough to
14: help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
2: Yeah, that thing's on. Hey, y'all are. Welcome back to the Moon Griffon Show. Mark Pope in Far Moon and our guest today right now, this hour... Chris Alexander with the group Louisiana Citizen Advocacy Group. We're talking about uh, right now, our focus is the three bills that uh, Governor Edwards vetoed pertaining to transgender folks. Chris, before we get back into the discussion about the particular bills, uh, let, let's give our, our listeners kind of a, a, some guidance, what they need to do. They need to contact their email, their representatives and their senator And can you give us the formula for email addresses or send us to a website where they can find out the email address for their senator and or their representative? How do they go about doing that, Chris? Um,
13: They can go to www.legis.la.gov, and they can find out exactly the email address for their own representative. And I want to give an email address for the Senate President, Paige Cortez, because most of this is going to come down to the Senate, Mark. The word that I have is that the House of Representatives is in hand right now from high authority. This could come down literally to the vote of two or three Republican senators who vote to opt out of a veto override session. Wow. So this, I'm going to encourage our listeners to focus on the Senate and the Senate president's email address is C O R T E Z P, as in Paul, at legis.la.gov. Email him directly, as well as their own senator, not their representative, their senator, and demand a veto override session, a timely veto override session, period. And that's all it needs to say to weigh in and to register, uh, because, Mark, think about it. These critical issues coming down to the vote of two, three, four Republican senators at the Capitol.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So what numbers need to be attained? In other words, to override the governor's veto, you is it you need a two-thirds majority to override a governor's veto in Louisiana?
13: Yes. Two-thirds in each house, and that's exactly what it is uh, in the federal constitution as well, Mark. Uh, But in the Louisiana constitution, it's two-thirds of both houses to override a governor's veto. Two-thirds of both houses. And I believe, based on conversations that we've had, the sentiment is there uh, Mark, I think a veto override session should have been absolutely warranted and demanded, even if the governor had not vetoed the, this transgender mutilation bill. But now that he has done that, I think that the energy level has been heightened even more. Uh, and I would be quite surprised, frankly, if, if uh, there are Republican senators who opt out of this. The only thing that concerns me, Mark, is the fact that several of these Republican senators are termed out which means they're not subject to the scrutiny of the voters Mm -hmm. in a Mm re-election. And that does concern me a bit, but still, um, the pressure needs to be put on them because we're talking about their legacy and what they're going to be remembered for. And I don't think they want to be remembered for something like this, allowing something like this to happen.
2: Agreed. Okay, quick, quick, simple question. Are the numbers there in both the House and the Senate the two thirds majority to override Bell Edwards' veto of these tr- three transgender bills. Mark,
13: I believe the numbers are there in the House. It is, I'm not as confident about the Senate right now, but we are putting major pressure on senators and this whole session has demonstrated the fact that they respond to grassroots activism when it is sustained. When we put the pressure on them and contact them relentlessly and make our demands known, they respond, which is why it's so important for our listeners to contact their senator and also the Senate president at CortezP at legis.la.gov and demand a veto override session. I can't emphasize that enough. Mm-hmm. that we reach out to them. Mm-hmm. You know what, Mark, you know what John F. Kennedy said? I'm sure you're familiar with the quote being the erudite student of the of history that you are. He said, the people are the boss, yeah. and we will get the government we demand and we deserve.
2: Yep, yep, there's no doubt about that. Uh, it w- was uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, on this Independence Day, which is tomorrow, uh, the essence of freedom is the proper limitation of government. And so, oh,
13: beautiful! Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I love that quote.
2: Yes, yes, no doubt. Okay, so, and let me just go back. Car, let be leg when he when Chris says Legis, it's legis. So here, uh, short and to the point, but very consi- but very specific. The email address for Page Cortez, Senate of the of the uh, President of the Senate, Cortez C O C O R T E Z Cortez P at legis.la.gov, and we'll mention that again as we go along. Chris, you don't think it's important that the the folks include their specific senator as well as their representative expressing their fervent desire to see Edwards' veto overridden?
13: Absolutely. I think that they should. Yeah, I mean... I, it, it certainly can 't hurt Mark to include the state rep, their state representatives in an email. Uh, I think it certainly doesn't hurt uh, i 'm just trying to emphasize as a matter of urgency that the senators the senators be included because i 've heard on very good authority from several state representatives who are leaders in the House and conservative leaders that the house they believe Uh, is is well in hand and under control. Of course, you never know until it actually occurs. So you're right. I think the representatives and the senators should be included. But what I'm understanding now is that this could be, this could come down to three or four rhino Republican state senators. And that's why the pressure has to be put on all of the state senators. You realize uh, also, Mark, that the president, Cortez, he has the ability really to pick up the phone and make a phone call and say, I want you all there for a veto override session. And they'd be there with bells on, yes. uh, which which is why it's important that Cortez himself be contacted on this. So he's aware of the overwhelming public sentiment in favor of a veto override session.
2: Yes. And maybe it's maybe part of the message should say, Mr. Cortez, we we understand the power that you have as president of the Louisiana Senate and we highly encourage you that the will of the people be honored and that this veto session happen, and that we overturn Governor Edwards' veto of the three transgender bills. So maybe there you have it. But, well, look, we need to. That's a uh, great way to put it. Yes, sir. Great way to put that, Mark. Yes. Well, we will continue. We're going to keep giving you the email address. We're going to talk specifically about the bills. I'm going to tell you something I learned from research over the weekend about, uh, you know, we're being told that these medical societies are all for this trans stuff. Uh, I got something. Uh, I, I beg to differ. Okay, we have to take this bottom of the hour timeout back with more with Chris Alexander here on the Moon Grafon Show. Stay with us. sanity, doing the same
7: thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, homeschool. You can learn more at a schoolthatfits.com at a school that fits.com.
3: Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over 1 billion dollars worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests and mosquitoes. Louisiana owned, customer focused. J&J Exterminating.
7: Call them today, make pests go away j and j
3: get the shield
7: yeah hey folks discover raging cajun the original cajun seasoning and raging cajun foods delicious line of seasoned dinners beans black eyed peas roux, creole sauce seasonings rubs and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles raging cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of acadiana for over 38 years as for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Oh, Shucks, you been hearing me brag about Shucks? Been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh, Every day, right off the boat. So, if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you gotta go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks, let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you gotta go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks. Oh, they're
14: good.
10: Every day, Mark fights retinitis pigmentosa, a blinding retinal disease. But even while his vision is taken, his family gives him hope. Because whether he's helping run their business or enjoying time at home with his wife and sons, Mark knows he's not fighting alone. For 50 years, the Foundation Fighting Blindness has funded research into treatments and cures for blinding diseases, providing real hope to those fighting vision loss. And our nationwide community of local chapters provides networking and support for people with vision loss, as well as their loved ones. Because the best way to fight against blinding diseases is to fight together. And for Mark, winning the fight against vision loss means being there for his family. The Foundation Fighting Blindness. Together, we're winning. Learn more about how you can help us end blinding diseases at fightingblindness.org.
12: He ran for state office and was beaten. Started a business and failed. Ran for Congress and lost. But thankfully, Abraham Lincoln didn't give up. Persistence. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com.
7: This hour of the Moon Griffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com.
2: Hey, hello. Welcome back to the Moon Griffon Show. Mark Pope in for Moon and in with me is uh, Chris Alexander. He is head of the group Louisiana Citizen Advocacy Group. And uh, they do great research in informing our our Louisiana citizens about our government and uh, what is happening. We're talking about... A potential veto session coming up here and uh, three bills specifically. The first one is House Bill 648. We've touched on it a bit by Representative Gabe Furman. And uh, anyway, here I'm reading, I'm just going to read one sentence from the six page letter, veto letter. 04 House Bill 648. The governor says in this letter, "I have never written a more lengthy veto letter in my eight years as governor." And uh, but I we, brevity cannot be accomplished. He said, "It's so it's so in depth." I'm going to read but one sentence in tw- from uh, Edwards' veto letter in 2021. There were zero gender reassignment surgical procedures performed on children in Louisiana. Zero. Exactly, Governor, and we want to keep it that way. That's why this bill is so very doggone important. And, Chris, before we bring you back, I'm going to throw out some facts here. So they talk about, they, the governor, talks about these medical societies and the AMA and so on. You know what? I'm sorry, but I have to say this. I have no faith in science in this country anymore. There's it's It's been politicized and it's just, it's not science. It is, it is, it's too political. So here I, I found a lady. Uh, her name is Dr. Mariam Grossman, M-A-R-I-A-M, Mariam Grossman. She is a board certified child and adult psychiatrist. She's been practicing for 45 years and she hammered, the nonsense that we're being told, most of it being propaganda about this transgender stuff by, quote, scientists and medical societies. Here is what's happening internationally. In Finland and Sweden, this is according to Dr. Mariam Grossman. By the way, she's all over YouTube. You can find talks that she's given. This was stated at a recent congressional hearing. Finland and Sweden recently outlawed or prohibited these measures to alter minors who are saying basically claiming i'm transgender and she says there are just far too many complications far too many risks with giving these drugs not just having the surgery but giving these uh, i always confuse it uh, uh help me out chris with the the not beta blockers, but the hormone blockers. The puberty blockers. Puberty
13: blockers. Puberty blockers, which is effectively, it's, it's, it's nothing more, marked than basically chemical castration is what it is. Yeah. But puberty blockers, you're exactly right.
2: Yes, and, and there's, there's another drug that can be administered. And then also, then the ultimate worst is the surgery. So, in Finland and Sweden, they recently prohibited all these chemical procedures and actual surgeries to alter the biology of a human being, whether it's male to female or female to male. Also, three years ago in Finland, a 14-year-old girl who had been administered these drugs was found to have osteoporosis and spinal fractures. Again, Dr. Grossman says there are far too many complications with administering these drugs. But it doesn't stop with Finland and Sweden. Sweden, also recently prohibiting the use of these drugs to alter one's biology, a a person's biology. A minor at that point also prohibiting the procedures, Norway, France, New Zealand, Australia. Well, Governor Edwards, seems like you didn't do a very good review of the research. You found that information that supports what you want to promote, but you were not a very good researcher. You're an attorney. Mr. Edwards, you you tell us over and over in the letter, I'm an attorney. You didn't do a good review of the literature, sir, and you gave us incomplete biased information.
13: Right. And, Mark, the thing about this is it's so important. It's so appropriate that you mention the names of the countries who have already prohibited it. These people have already been down this road. They have already tried this. They have the evidence looking back on the catastrophic effects that this has had. And our governor completely ignored the, the peer review studies and the actual evidence of what this causes and just completely ignored it. Uh, and, you know, Sweden and Finland and Norway and countries like that, Mark, are not traditionally conservative societies, at least not the way that the United States traditionally is. And they have prohibited it and outlawed it. What kind of indication should that give us uh, that, uh, about the dangers of this, of this type of madness? Yes. You know, it, it really, really is extraordinary um, that he wouldn't even have addressed the effects that this, these procedures have caused in those countries that you named.
2: Yes, no doubt about that. And a final thought from dr miriam grossman and by the way she goes I, i found a youtube video of her from 23 years ago saying the same thing to the california legislature don't do this transgender nonsense it's far too complicated there are far too many complications and unintended consequences here is what she said there is no standard Edwards can quote all the medical association, the, the, the junk science organizations that we know about from the COVID uh, bogosity that happened in our country. But Dr. Grossman says there are no standards. There is a serious debate about these medical interventions. She concluded near the end of her presentation testimony before Congress with this statement. There is a transgender clinic receiving federal money or federal funding, if you will. This is a paraphrased quote of what this transgender clinic said. Quote, we are building the airplane as we are flying it. It is an experiment and a flawed experiment. All this transgender nonsense.
13: Frightening, frightening, Mark. Very, very frightening, uh, 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 you know, that, that that quote that you just said. Um, it is just unbelievable. And you are so right to be skeptical about the quote-unquote science, especially after the propaganda to which Americans were made victim uh, during the COVID pandemic. Anybody who trusts the American Medical Association at this point or the Center for Disease Control or the Louisiana Department of Health is living under a rock. I do not believe in anything that they say at this point. In fact, I believe in the doctrine that Reagan said when it comes to these people, trust, but, but verify, and in this case, verify exhaustively every single thing that they say. Because I do not believe it. I'm inherently skeptical, and Mark, I think you are so right to have learned the lessons from this COVID uh, pandemic that, that we've all experienced, and the lockdowns and the lies that we were told.
2: Yes, no, no, no doubt about that. So let's do this as we approach our next break. We have been mostly we have been focused on House Bill six forty eight. Write that down, please, folks, if you grabbed your pen and paper, because we're going to request again that you send an email to Senate President Paige Cortez. Also include your state senator and your representative and tell them we need to have the veto session. So naming the bills specifically will be a good thing. We've dis- been discussing How- House Bill or HB 648. We're also going to discuss the other two bills, the don't, I call it the don't say gay bill, which tells teachers you can't go in and talk about your alternate lifestyle and sexuality in a classroom. And then also the pronoun and nickname, if you will, bill, uh, that those were the three transgender bills. So we'll give you the numbers for those bills, the, uh, the pronoun bill. And the uh, don't say gay, if you will. I know that's not a good term because that's what they called it in Florida. But just for brevity, that's what I uh, call that. So let us take uh, this time out, and then we'll come back with our final segment with uh, Chris Alexander. We'll also tell you how you can get involved and help out Louisiana Citizen Advocacy Group, which uh, Chris has been heading up for a little less than a year now. So, a whole lot more coming at you. Mark Pope in for Moon. Stay with us. We'll be back.
12: Crime is out of control, Louisiana's education system failing our kids, and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor. Jeff Landry.
6: Paid for by Landry for Louisiana.
7: We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line 1 about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.1. Line.1. It's time to talk to the professionals learn more about the technology with a human touch go to line.one and tell him moon sent you
14: la 22 bikers against child abuse BACA exists with the intent to create a safer environment for abused children we exist as a body of bikers to empower children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live we stand ready to lend support to our wounded friends by involving them with an established united organization We work in conjunction with local and state officials who are already in place to protect children. We desire to send a clear message to all involved with the abused child that this child is part of our organization and that we are prepared to lend our physical and emotional support to them by affiliation and our physical presence. We stand at the ready to shield these children from further abuse. We do not condone the use of violence or physical force in any manner. However. If circumstances arise such that we are the only obstacle preventing a child from further abuse, we stand ready to be that obstacle. If you'd like to know more about BACA, please visit our website at bacaworld.org or call 1-866-71-ABUSE. Hi, I'm Dale Brown, best-selling techno-thriller author. I'm also a
3: mission pilot and squadron commander in the Civil Air Patrol. The members of the Civil Air Patrol are volunteer professionals who serve their communities and their nation every day with emergency services, aerospace education and cadet programs. We train hard, we fly hard and we get the job done for America. Join the Civil Air Patrol. Visit www.gocivilairpatrol.com and let's go flying.
2: Hey, hello. Welcome back to the Moon Griffon Show. Mark Pope uh, in for moon. And we're speaking now with uh, Chris Alexander. His group is Louisiana Citizen Advocacy Group. Chris, uh, we've we've kind of plugged it all along, but uh, tell the people how they can help out your organization and all the great research you do to keep Louisiana citizens fully informed about their government. How do they get involved, Chris?
13: Absolutely, Mark. It's uh, www.lacag.org. That's LACAG, dot They can go to our website and they can become members of LACAG, which would entitle them to all of the information that we have, our weekly newsletters, our updates, our legislative updates, uh, because We are, Mark, going all over the place, and we are exposing the rhinos, and we're doing it without apology, and we are having great results. We are lobbyists for the citizens the big special interests let me tell you what they've got plenty of people down there fighting for them the citizens of louisiana do not have enough people in the legislature fighting for them and that's what we are doing it's lacag.org and we exist to protect the citizens of louisiana the ones who get up every morning and go to work work hard and simply want the government out of their lives
2: there you go. Very very well said. And what we're also doing in our call to action segment, which has really been the entirety of this hour, we're encouraging listeners to send an email uh, mainly to Senate President Paige Cortez, but also include your senator on the email and your representative. You can if you don't know your senator and representative, go to the website legis that's short of, for legislature. L-E-G-I-S dot L-A dot G-O-V. And then you can find out your Senate senator and legislator. Again, Paige Cortez, the Senate president. As you know, if you listen to Moon regularly, Paige Cortez's email is Cortez, C-O-R-T-E-Z, Cortez P at legis, L-E-G-I-S dot L-A dot gov. Cortez p at legis.la.gov. Okay, let's continue. We've discussed House Bill 648. This is the main bill that we need to override. And so how, reference these bill numbers in your email, folks. House Bill, you can put HB, HB 648, needs to be overturned. That is, it's called the Stop Harming Our Kids Act. That is kind of the nickname of the bill. So let's move on to the next bill. Speaking of nicknames, uh, this bill um, says that if a child wants to be called by a different pronoun, in other words, if it's a she, but she wants to be called he or wants a different name, in other words, maybe it was James who now wants to be called Judy, they need parental permission. And that bill number is House Bill 81. HB-81. That's exactly right. HB-81, Mark,
13: it's Representative Raymond Cruz, a very good, hardworking representative from North Louisiana, Raymond Cruz, and you're exactly right. That bill prohibits referencing any minor student uh, in Louisiana by any other pronoun other than what is on their biological birth certificate, unless a parent gives them written permission to do so and this is simply an effort to combat some of this gender lunacy that is permeating the public schools throughout the country it's a great piece of legislation and as you said the governor vetoed this legislation and Again, it is very important that the Senate get together and override that veto to protect our students. Yes, yes. HB 81, HB right. 81.
2: So in our list of, of the uh, three bills, we have HB, House Bill uh, 648. That is uh, what you want to reference, folks, in your email, HB 648 and then we just uh, gave a brief description of house bill or hb 81 hb 81 the next one of the 3 we're going to talk about i'm going to read a sentence from edwards letter just for identity purposes okay here we go house bill 466 house bill 466 aims to prohibit teachers school employees or other school presenters from engaging in discussions regarding sexual orientation and gender identity. Sounds perfectly sensible to me, but Edwards vetoed that bill.
13: Yes, he did. And this is by Representative Dodie Horton. She's a great uh, representative from North Louisiana. Fought this all the way through the legislature. Got it to final passage. And you're exactly right. It prohibits the initiation by school administrators, teachers, or personnel of inappropriate sexual topics about transgenderism, sexual orientation, and that sort of thing, and leaves that to parents and counselors outside of a formal school setting. It's a very important and preemptive piece of legislation. And as you said, Mark, the governor vetoed that one as well. So it's very important. HB 466, Representative Doty parental protection, student protection bill. That that veto be overridden.
2: Yes, yes. So, so once again, talking to our audience, please send the email telling Pay Senate President Paige Cortez and your senator and your representative that to have the veto session, that's all you need to say. You don't need to go into great detail about it's already called, but you need to over just say we highly, we, my family, neighbor, and friends encourage you to have this veto session and override the governor's veto of the following three bills. And once again, those bills are, um, HB stands for House Bill. So here we go. HB 648, HB 468, number two, HB 81 and the one that we just talked about, HB 466. Reference those bills in your email. A couple of quick stories about both of those bills, the about the pronoun bill and then the, uh, the one about uh, not being able to talk about sexuality. The pronoun bill fairly recently, within the last six months, six or eight months, There was a professor up in Ohio. I don't remember the university. It used to be uh, on the top of my head, but I lost that. Uh, What happened is he was told by a student, I want to be called by a different pronoun. I want to be called by a different name. And he refused. The professor refused. Well, the professor was disciplined. He was suspended. The professor sued, and he won. And he won damages from the university. In other words, forced speech. He was being forced to do something that violated his freedom of speech. He sued and he won. Yes, he
13: did, Mark. And
2: yes. Yes. And
13: And it directly implicates, it directly implicates the First Amendment uh, freedom of speech, which is a core, core constitutional right. And people forget, Mark, that freedom of speech, the Constitution protects not only what we say, but what we choose not to say Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, and so it, it is a, a core and, you know, and, and George Washington, as you know, Mark, said that if you destroy freedom of speech, then we may as well be led like sheep to the slaughter because our republic is gone yes. once the First Amendment is gone.
2: Yes, you. that is exactly correct. And so the other story uh, has to do with this um, not talking about alternative lifestyles or sexuality, gender identity in a classroom. There was a news story about a teacher who delighted in the fact that he could go in and talk about this gender identity, come in dressed in a different way, and he delighted in the fact that he was confusing and confounding his students. Now, that shows the evil nature. Look, As Chris said earlier, if you're 18 years old and you want to do this transgender stuff, knock yourself out. And conservatives respect you as a human being. Just stay out of our face and don't demand that we honor you and praise you and celebrate. We will respect you as human beings. Stay out of our face and out of our life. And what
13: gives and Mark, his- you just address the core of it, you just addressed the very core of, of conservatism, of constitutional conservatism. We believe across the board as a matter of principle That American citizens, Louisiana citizens, should be able to do what they choose to do, even if we disagree with it, as long as those choices do not directly infringe the rights of other citizens. And we believe that as a matter of principle. So you're right. 18 years old, you can make your own decision. But this is about protecting our minors. And if there's ever a situation in which the government has not only a right but an obligation to intrude, it's to protect our minors, Mark.
2: Yes, Yes, no doubt about. Chris, I wish we had more time. We are out of time. It's been a great hour. Thanks so much you for, for all you do, Mark. Yes, well Thank thanks you for again. for all
13: you do for all of us.
2: And, and right back at you, Chris. Also, go to the website, folks. Find out about Chris Alexander's organization and uh, that website is lacag.org. Chris, thanks so much. We'll do it again down the road. Thanks and happy Independence Day. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Yes, yes sir. Bye. Okay, there you have it, folks. Uh, That concludes Hour 1 of the Moon Griffon Show. Mark Pope in for Moon. A whole lot more coming your way. Stay with us after the top of the hour news. We are the
9: soldiers of the Louisiana Army.
2: While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound
12: miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line...
0: There are a million places you'd never consider texting. By parents, so why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking ask you to please stop the texts. And together,
3: we can stop the wrecks.
2: Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstopwrecks.org.
7: News Talk, 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
0: They've been asking the public for help. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, Baltimore police still searching for the gunman who went on a shooting spree early yesterday.
14: There was a block party in the Brooklyn neighborhood. Uh, Witnesses said uh, the gunfire erupted and just wouldn't stop. Two people died, another 28 wounded. Fox's Mike Tobins in Chicago, where three people were killed over the weekend, 27 injured. Murders across the city included neighborhoods like Englewood, where the gun violence is common, and areas like River North, where the gun violence is becoming more common. There
0: were also storms that flooded parts of Chicago.
5: It was rough. It was awful, everything. And just the water waves, away, it's coming here, it was it went up to everybody's lawn and everybody just started to get flooding.
0: Roads and highways also underwater, and it shortened the NASCAR street race downtown. In Washington, D.C., local police and the federal ATF are looking for whoever attacked three buildings early yesterday, causing damage, but no
14: injuries. The first is a Truist Bank. According to police, someone detonated
0: an explosive outside the building, causing obvious damage inside. The second store
13: was a Nike store, the third, just minutes later, at a Safeway grocery Grocery store All were closed at the same time. Now, authorities say the suspect threw a Molotov cocktail-like
0: object into the store. That's Fox's David Spun in Washington. It's not as rough a day of traveling. Fewer than a th- 100 flights are canceled, about 1,000 delays. That compares to tens of thousands last week because of stormy weather and air traffic control shortages. Fox's CB Cotton's at Newark, New Jersey's airport.
9: People flying into and out of New York area airports have had the most challenges. United Airlines CEO came under scrutiny for reportedly hopping on a private plane to get out of New York while thousands of United passengers were stranded last week. The CEO later called his decision insensitive and apologized and United gave 30,000 frequent flyer miles to travelers hit by flight delays.
0: Friday set a record for air travel, 2.88 million passengers.
1: Visit wait.com Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
3: Here at the Almond Joy Factory, where tropical vibes abound, we use
5: soft, fresh-tasting coconut. The crunchiest almonds and delicious chocolate candy. Ah, but do you know what our most important ingredient is? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts and something even with Almond Joy is
2: made with almonds and joy. Court-appointed special advocates, or CASA, are specially trained volunteers that help secure safe homes for abused and neglected children. Don't let these innocent victims slip through the cracks of our complicated legal system. Get involved today. Call CASA at 268-5111. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPEL. All right,
1: folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit, because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the
12: LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association.
4: Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show, every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m., on News Talk ninety six point five KPHL,
14: the views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts
3: only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 six five KPHL or Townsquare Media. Ooh.
2: Hey, Allah. Welcome in to the Moon Griffon Show, Hour 2. Mark Pope in for Moon, and we're calling this our Independence Day show. I know it's tomorrow, but there will be no Moon Griffon Show on Independence Day. I believe Moon is taking off the entire week. So tomorrow on July 4th, or Independence Day, no Moon Griffon Show. We will have regular programming here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL, the station which from which the Moon Griffon Show originates here in Lafayette. So uh, there you have it. So, yeah, look, we could do a total happy talk. Uh, I am happy to be an American, and there are a lot of great things about our country. And right now here in the year 2023, the reality of it is there are some things that are not so great. And so for that reason, we can't just go into a bunch of happy talk and give uh, some trivia about the Declaration of Independence. That's not my style. I am am an optimist uh, by nature, and I look forward to the future. I am disappointed in our country right now. But I am not despondent. To be despondent means you have given up hope and you have given up courage. I will not. As as Winston Churchill said, never give up. Never give up. I will never give up. But there are some things in this country that we have to fight. And... What are the, uh, let let me ask you, and I'll give you a little jeopardy time. What are two or three of the biggest issues and challenges in our country right now, here in 2023? Three, the three top items. I can tell you, in my view, this is an opinion show. In my view, they are race race relations and the propaganda that we're being that we're being sold it is the overspending obviously of the government our country could could easily go down and i'm drawing a blank on the third and it's so obvious it's so obvious race meaning Critical race theory. And that is what the topic of uh, something I'm going to read to you. I'm going to break one of my rules. I'm going to read something. Now I'm going to give it a little background music. I'm going to give it a little background music to make it not just dry. Here it is and kind of uh, bring it into that spirit of Independence Day. Why? Why am I drawing such a huge blank? Obviously, we're being we're being sold down the river. Uh, the situation about race, and it it it's how they they are. Oh, and this obviously, duh, we just talked about it last hour. This this transgender thing, and and really, those are the two big things. And then, of course, the the spending that could bring our country down sooner than we think. Again, I'm not predicting it. I'm not a pessimist. But my gosh, they are they are just driving us into a hole. And And if you think about those two issues, folks, the transgender thing and the race thing, why? Why? It is the revolution, the new revolution. So what you do is you create a victim class, and then the... Extreme communist Democrats tell us, oh, yeah, we, so you create a problem, then you solve the problem. And the, the solution to the problem is come to us, the Democrat Party. We'll save you. We'll save you from being called a racist. We'll save you from all the guilt that you have by not totally, not just accepting transgender, but celebrating it. And look, we said it last hour. You want to be transgender? You're 18 years of age? Knock yourself out. Don't come to me, the taxpayer, and tell me I'm to fund your operation or your drug. That is totally up to you. But now, from my understanding, you can join the military and, try and change your, quote, gender. Change your sex with an operation. What a bunch of nonsense. So I have nothing against, it's live and let live. It's, it's the conservative way, which to a degree contains a lot of libertarianism. Now you can say, I don't believe you, Mark, that's fine, don't believe me. But that is how conservative think, a conservative thinks, a true conservative. You're 18 years of age, you're, you have the age, you've attained the age of consent, and you want to change your biological sex. Knock yourself out. I respect you as a human being. Stay out of my face, though. All this pride stuff, a lot of what they did is thumb their nose at us. Vile, uncivil things. Nudity in public. Thumbing their nose. Look at me and you have to celebrate me. And that's what the common sense LGBTQ people object to. They are judged, if you will, by those who are the most vile, the most repulsive, with their actions. And that is not a fair assessment, but it's the way we human beings operate. So in other words, in these, in these leftist cities, a lot of these pride celebrations were people trying to horrify you with their nudity and with their vile and vulgar acts. And the people who are not that way, who, who happen to be part of the LGBTQ community, they are disappointed and distressed and do not like that because it is how they are judged. So keep a fair and open mind. If these folks who want to alter their biological sex, fine, knock yourself out, but it shouldn't be happening to minors. And we, the taxpayers, shouldn't be paying for that. And we will respect you as a human being just as you respect us. You know that golden rule thing? You stay out of my face in my life and I'll stay out of yours. That's a mutual respect. We don't have that now. We have a victim class, whether it's transsexual or racial. And the government plays along. The government encourages this nonsense, both the racial nonsense and the transgender nonsense. They encourage it. Our commander chief in chief is not our commander in chief. He's our divider in chief. He tells us the existential threat in America is not It's not terrorism. It's not overspending. It's not our open borders that's bringing in disease and human trafficking and fentanyl. Those aren't the existential threats. It's white supremacy. And that's the leadership we have in Washington, D.C. They create the problem, then they spend money like it grows on trees or they print it irresponsibly so, and our national debt continues to balloon. Will that balloon pop somewhere down the road? I think it will if we stay on this current track. So all the happy talk about July 4th, Independence Day, that's all fine and dandy, but we have to address here head-on the reality of the problems that we're dealing with. A recent survey, a Gallup survey, A reputable pollster. A survey of Americans. Only 39% of Americans say, I'm extremely proud to be an American. 39%. If you go back 12 years ago to 2011, just 12 years ago, that number of Americans who said, I'm extremely proud to be an American, was 70%. It's almost been cut in half, and it's because of the nonsense that we're dealing with. Wow, it's frustrating. Okay, so uh, coming up after the bottom of the hour break, because this is going to take me about 10 minutes to read. It is a very, very, very extremely, did I say very? I think I very much overdid it. This is an article that's titled, and again, this is coming up after the bottom of the hour. It's about our Constitution. uh, I'm looking for the title. I guess I didn't print the actual title sheet, but that's that's okay. That's okay. It's about our U.S. Constitution. And the, the Declaration of Independence is in here. And the reason that I brought up race and this transgender stuff is this focuses on race. And the DEI, the DEI, I believe in DEI. You stunned? I'm a conservative and I believe in DEI. However, let me correct the record. Everything that we're being told by our leadership in Washington, D.C., it's the polar opposite. We're told that DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Nonsense. It's the polar opposite. DEI is discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination. DEI, discrimination, exclusion, indoctrination. That's what we've got coming out of Washington, D.C. About a year ago, hasn't even been a full year, our government tried to shove down our throat a government disinformation board. You remember that one? Yeah. Nina Yankowicz was supposed to be the head of this disinformation board. She's 33 years old. She was a disinformation expert on Russia and Ukraine issues. In, in late 2022 or early 2023, they tried. And th- by the way, that died after three months, three months because we, the people, spoke out, a board of cyberbullying and harassment was proposed again. That was late 2022 or early 2023. Comma, we were told Kamala was supposed to be in charge of that. We've heard nothing about it since. Yankowicz had social posts about uh, government propaganda on COVID. She debunked medical professionals who were speaking out on the misinformation, isn't that ironic, disinformation, which she was supposed to be in charge of. And she, her social, her social media posts also address the Trump investigation and all those lies. So see, they tell us one thing, and it's the polar opposite. So she's supposed to be in charge of disinformation, yet she's out there spewing disinformation, The best purveyor of misinformation or disinformation is our federal government. Isn't it ironic? All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back, uh, do a short segment, and then after the bottom of the hour, I'm going to read you that very profound information about the founding of our country, Declaration of Independence, and our U.S. Constitution. Stay with us. Mark Pope in for Moon. We'll be right back.
12: Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, sheriff's deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor.
7: And all you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, and or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge, and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So. Hey, check them out. If you hit it that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Say-
2: Hey, hello. Welcome back to the Moon Griffon Show. I'm just, I'm testing my uh, my music that I'm going to use after the bottom of the hour break. So we'll, we will have this as a soft background tone. Patriotic music. Soft, instrumental, patriotic music. Shining sea. So it, it won't be quite as dry as just hearing my words. America. All right, enough of that. So very short segment here before we get to our bottom of the hour break. And, you know, as, as I watch my TV, I have a lot of sources for my information, some electronic, um, some, you know, news sources and news programs, television, radio. But I do, when I'm watching TV, I do say, OK, it's time to go check the enemy. And I consider the enemy CNN and MSNBC, especially MSNBC, horrible. So there's this guy on there, never seen him. He was substituting for Rachel uh, Sourpuss Maddow. Boy, she looks like she just sucked a lemon all the time. Woo. So anyway, this guy's going on about our countries. You know, it's, it's a pre-independence day. Well, yes, we've made some progress, but it seems like it's been uh, one step forward and two steps back or vice versa, one step forward, two steps back. So, and he's going on about the first black to be elected or appointed in this case to the uh, U.S. Congress. And that person in 1870, first African-American, this was during construction, reconstruction, of course, The person's name is Hiram Revels, and so I wrote it down. I had heard it in the past, but I said, hmm, let me research that. So he's talking about all the opposition to it. The problem is this commentator left out the details. The Democrat Party is the party that slowed down assimilating free African Americans into our society. They, uh, demonic Evil Democrats, Southern Democrats, slowed down the civil rights movement. They started lynchings. They began the Ku Klux Klan. They, they Democrats. Let me keep reminding you, Democrats began Jim Crow laws. So where is the non-forgiveness for the Democrats who've screwed up our race relations over the years? So Hiram Revels was appointed to fill a vacant Senate seat. He was appointed in 1870. He didn't assume the seat until 1871. Here's the deal. Here's who, and by the way, Mr. Hiram Revels was a Republican because once again, the Southern Democrats opposed Reconstruction and assimilating freed African Americans into our society. That's why Republicans ruled in Southern legislatures. So Hiram Revels was appointed. Southern Democrats in Congress raised two objections to Revels filling this vacant Senate seat. From Here's objection one. From 1857, based on the Supreme Court ruling of Dred Scott, the Dred Scott decision, you had to be a U.S. citizen for nine years before filling a Senate seat. Since the 14th Amendment, In 1868, Revels was only a citizen for two years. This is Democrats doing this. And objection number two, by Southern Democrats, Revels had to be confirmed by the Mississippi legislature, which was readmitted only in February of 1871. So the Republicans came in and told the racist Democrats, sit down, shut up. And get out of the way. Here comes Hiram Revels, Revels, R E V E L S, a Republican, the first black admitted to the U.S. Congress. All right, bottom of the hour break. Back after this timeout. Stay with us.
6: I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible sellers options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Have
7: you heard about stockapond.com? Com. Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherds Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherds Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it. Stockapond.com.
3: Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating.
7: Call them today, make pests go away. J&J
3: Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah.
7: Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Food's delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black eye peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, asking for that Raging Cajun. Hey, folks, it's Moon Griffon. This hour of The Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com.
9: The YMCA is just a starting line. For the true self blooms only when we find our purpose. What makes us tick below the surface? Why is the before work hustle an after school home? A section of my block, a corner to call my own? With my why, I stand strong, seen, and supported all along. It's a million faces in a mirror, and everyone belongs. Find your why. Join today at YMCA.org for a better us.
8: Hey, everyone. Let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments, it doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
2: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Moon Griffon show, Mark Pope in for Moon. That's our bed music. It will be in the background as I read you this multi-page I call I'm going to call it a statement. It's because editorial means opinion. These are facts. These are facts, folks. And it's why we have DEI in this country. Discrimination, exclusion and indoctrination. And it's going to be the DEI without saying the opposite of uh, my version of DEI. Without saying that, it's saying it. You're given bad information. There's a lot of indoctrination going on in our country. And it's setting the record straight. Okay? So here we go. This particular piece was written by an individual at the Heritage Foundation. So heritage.org. Please don't. Message me and say, can you send me that? No, you can find it. Heritage.org. It's titled, What the Constitution Really Says About Race and Slavery. The author, this is probably more important. Heritage.org. David Azarad, Ph.D. David, A-Z-E-R-R-A-D. A-Z-E-R-R-A-D. All right, here we go. In December of this year, it will be 158 years that the 13th Amendment was officially ratified, and with it, slavery was finally abolished in America. The New York World newspaper hailed it as one of the most important reforms ever accomplished by voluntary human agency. Newspapers nationwide said the amendment takes out of politics and consigns to history an institution incongruous to our political system, inconsistent with justice, and repugnant to the humane sentiments fostered by Christian civilization. With the passage of the 13th Amendment, which states that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude— Except as a punishment for crime whereof the person shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Hence, the central contradiction at the heart of the founding was resolved. Eighty nine years after the Declaration of Independence had proclaimed all men to be free and equal, race based chattel slavery would no longer, would be no more in the United States. While all today recognize this momentous accomplishment, many remain confused about the status of slavery under the original Constitution. Textbooks and history books routinely dismiss the Constitution as racist and pro-slavery. The New York Times, among others, continues to casually assert that the Constitution affirmed African Americans to be worth only three-fifths of a human being. Ironically, many Americans who are resolutely opposed to racism unwittingly agree with Chief Justice Roger Taney's claim in Dred Scott versus Stanford in 1857 that the Founders Constitution regarded blacks as, quote, so far inferior that they had no rights which the white man was bound to respect and that the Negro might justly and lawfully be reduced to slavery for his benefit, end quote. From this perspective, the worst Supreme Court case decision in American history was actually correctly decided. Editorial comment, he means it was severely flawed. This Supreme Court Justice, Roger Taney, that was flawed. Back to the, uh, the document. Such arguments have unsettling implications for the health of our republic. They teach citizens to despise their founding charter and to be ashamed of their country's origins. They make the Constitution an object of contempt rather than reverence. And they foster alienation and resentment among African-American citizens by excluding them from our Constitution. Chief Justice Tanney's opinion was dead wrong. If we turn to the actual text of the Constitution and the debates that gave rise to it, a different picture emerges. A case for a racist, pro-slavery Constitution collapses under clo- closer scrutiny. The argument that the Constitution is racist suffers from one fatal flaw— The concept of race does not exist in the Constitution. Nowhere in the Constitution, or in the Declaration of Independence for that matter, are human beings classified according to race, skin color, or ethnicity. Furthermore, not one of the left's favored or despised groupings, sex, religion, or any other, are mentioned in the Constitution. Our founding principles are colorblind, although our history, regrettably, has not been. The Constitution speaks of people, citizens, persons, other persons, which are euphemisms for slaves, and Indians, not taxed. And in that case, it's their tax-exempt status, not their skin color, that matters. The first reference to race and color occur in the 15th Amendment's guarantee of the right to vote ratified in 1870. The infamous 3 Fists Clause, about which more nonsense has been written than any other clause, does not declare that a black person is worth 60% of a white person. It states that for purposes—pay attention, please— it states that for purposes of determining the number of representatives— for each state in the House and direct taxes that the government would count only three-fifths of the slaves and not all of them, as the southern states who wanted to gain more seats had insisted. The 6,000 or so free blacks in the North and the South were counted on par with whites. Contrary to a popular misconception, the Constitution also does not say that only white males who own property could vote. The Constitution defers to the states to determine who shall be eligible to vote. That's Article One, Section Two, Clause One. It is a little-known fact of American history that black citizens were voting in perhaps as many in as many as ten states at the time of the founding. The, pers- the precise number is unclear, but only Georgia, South Carolina, and Virginia explicitly restricted voting to whites. Not only does the Constitution not mention blacks or whites, it also doesn't mention slaves or slavery. Throughout the document, slaves are referred to as persons to underscore their humanity. As Pay attention, coming up. As James Madison remarked during the Constitutional Convention, it was, quote, wrong to admit in the Constitution that the idea that there could be property in men, end quote. It's wrong, Madison said. The Constitution refers to slaves using three different formulations. One, other persons. Two, such persons as any of the states now existing shall think proper to admit, and three, a person held to service or labor in one state under the laws thereof. Although these euphemisms may not have done much to improve the lot of slaves, they are important, and they denied constitutional legitimacy to the institution of slavery. The practice remained legal, but slaveholders could not Invoke the supreme law of the land to defend its legitimacy. These formulations make clear that slavery is a state institution that is tolerated but not sanctioned by the national government and the Constitution. Reading the original Constitution, a visitor from a foreign land would simply have no way of knowing that race-based slavery existed in America. As Abraham Lincoln later explained, thus the thing is hidden away in the Constitution, just as an afflicted man hides away a win or a cancer when he dares not cut it out at once, lest he bleed to death. One could go even further and argue, as Frederick Douglass did in the lead-up to the Civil War, that none of the clauses of the Constitution should be interpreted as having applied, being applied to slaves. The language of the law must be construed strictly in favor of justice and liberty, Douglass argued. Because the Constitution does not explicitly recognize slavery and does not therefore admit that slaves were property, all the protection it accords to persons could be applied to slaves. This is Douglass again, quote, any one of these provisions in the hands of abolition statesmen and backed up by a right moral sentiment would put an end to slavery in America, end quote. That's Frederick Douglass. Those who want to see what a racist and pro-slavery constitution would look like should turn to the Confederate Constitution of 1861. Though it largely mimics the Constitution, it is replete with references to the institution of Negro slavery, Negroes of the African race, and Negro slaves. It specifically forbids the Confederate Congress from passing any law denying or impairing the right of property in Negro slaves. One can readily Imagine any number of clauses that could have been added to our Constitution to enshrine slavery. Those clauses were not included to enshrine slavery. I'm, I'm cutting a bit out. It is true that the Constitution of 1877 failed to abolish slavery. The Constitutional Convention was convened not to free the slaves, but to amend the Articles of Confederation. The slave-holding states would have never consented to a new constitution that struck a blow at their peculiar and internationally accepted and practiced institution. The constitution did, however, empower Congress to prevent its spread and set it on a course of extinction while leaving the states free to abolish it within their own territory at any time. In his original draft of the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson called the African slave trade, quote, an extremely bad commerce, end quote, and an affront against human nature itself. That's in the Declaration of Independence original draft. Because of a concession to slaveholding interest, the Constitution stipulates That it may not be abolished prior to the year 1808. That's Article 1, Section 9, Clause 1 of our Constitution. Slavery must exist, cannot be abolished until 1808. In the meantime, Congress could discourage the importation of slaves from abroad by imposing a duty not exceeding $10. That was never done. Early Congresses did regulate the transatlantic slave trade pursuant to their power. In 1794, 1800, and 1803, statutes were passed that severely restricted American participation in slavery. No American shipyard could be used to build ships that would engage in the slave trade. Nor could any ship sailing from an American port traffic in slaves abroad. Americans were prohibited from investing in the slave trade. Finally, on the very first day that it was constitutionally permissible to do away with slavery, on January 1st, 1808, the slave trade was abolished by law. The law which Thomas Jefferson signed stipulated stiff penalties for any American convicted of participating in the slave trade. Up to $10,000 in fine, $10,000. In 1808, it's more like a million dollars today, and five to ten years in prison for violating this law. In 1823, a new law was passed by the Congress that punished slave trading with death. Banning the importation of slaves would not by itself have put an end to slavery in the U.S. Slavery would grow naturally even if no new slaves were brought into slave trade so seven slave slave holding states and five free states were admitted seven slave holding states and five free states were admitted into the union abraham called this the crisis of the house divided as for existing slave holding states they had ratified the constitution that had ratified the constitution Uh, what to do about the the growth of slavery. After 1808, the migration of slaves across state line could have been prohibited. That didn't happen. Let's jump down a bit. While one perhaps, one could perhaps have circumvented the the apportionment requirement. In other words, they wanted to tax states, but you couldn't do that because not all states were slaveholding. So the debate was focused on the wording. The original draft of the the Constitution referred to a person legally held to service or labor in one state. Remember that word, legally. The final version instead refers to a person held to service or labor in one state under the laws thereof. This change, James Madison explained, was to comply with the wish of some who thought the term legal was equivocal as it gives the impression that slavery was legal in a moral view, rather than merely permissible by law. In no way can the Constitution be said to be pro-slavery. The principles of natural right undergirding it are resolutely anti-slavery. The language conveys disapproval of slavery and it contains within it several provisions that could have been and were at times used to prevent the spread of slavery may not make the Constitution a totally anti-slavery document. But even before the 13th Amendment, it was a Constitution that, if placed in the right hands, could be made to serve the cause of freedom. I know that was long, but I thought it was important. Take our final time out. We'll be right back.
6: Louisiana is 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra two billion dollars. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas, we don't value you. It's embarrassing. How can we expect our children to stay, serve, and build community if we don't make our teachers, police, and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community, and prosperity, not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not?
7: Hunter Lundy,
6: governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a
7: different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, homeschool. You can learn more at a schoolthatfits.com at a
8: schoolthatfits.com. I'm Brandon Trosclare, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trosclare, and I approve this message
0: your safety is all well
15: i'm shinola hampton every day millions of people face hunger today i will share with you some of their experiences i'm stuck between paying for medications or paying for food john from maine after paying my bills i can buy groceries it's sad to say food comes last alice from oregon I thought pantries were for less fortunate people, but anybody could be less fortunate in a day or even a second. Claire from Virginia. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. No one should have to worry where their next meal will come from. Together, we can end hunger. Learn more at feedingamerica.org.
0: Welcome
2: back to the Moon Griffon Show. Mark Pope in for Moon. Just a couple of minutes left on this uh, final segment. Actually, I say a few minutes. So I, I know that piece was long, but there was so much that's important in there that many of us have heard through the years, but it's been a while since we've heard that, for example, the three-fifths clause. Um, did, did, do you recall that in the Constitution it was stated, or it is stated That slavery could not be abolished until the year eighteen oh eight. And on the first year, the first excuse me, the first day of eighteen oh eight, January first, eighteen oh eight, slavery was abolished. And penalties, stiff penalties, ten thousand dollars, five to ten years in prison. And later, some years later, if you violated the laws. Prohibiting slavery, that that is the transatlantic slave trades. Slaves coming across the ocean. If you were caught doing that, you were sentenced to death. You were sentenced to die. Actually, Thomas Jefferson passed a law in 1804 that severely limited the transatlantic slave trade. So, you know, efforts were made. Our, our our founding fathers struggled with slavery. Remember what James Madison said? It is a shame that it is in our Constitution that men should be considered as property. So the word property is not in the Constitution. It does say later in the Constitution that one hell to servitude should be, if, if a, it's a run, basically it's saying a runaway slave should be returned to his master. And it doesn't say the word slave. They purposely avoided that. Slavery was horrible. I'm not trying to deny that. That is inevitable. And Douglas, Frederick Douglass, who was just a brilliant man, taught himself to read a slave and a freed slave. This is what Frederick... By the way, they're trying to get rid of him in Baltimore schools because he worked with President Abraham Lincoln. Isn't that absolutely positively amazing and stunning? Here is a quote, word for word, from Frederick Douglass. Education means emancipation. It means light and liberty. It means the uplifting of the soul of man into the glorious light of truth, the light by which men can only be made free. Hey, happy Independence Day. Enjoy your Monday, the day before Independence Day. Uh, Certainly enjoy yourself with your cookouts and your family and so on. But please remember that our country is great. We still have a lot of work to do. And pray, pray that we can turn this country around and that the will of God prevails. Okay, we'll be back. See you next time when I'm subbing for Moon. Have a great Independence Day.
12: show that's not immune to facts, the Dan Bongino Show. And here on News Talk 96.5
0: KPEL.
7: News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
10: busy day for utility crews. Lisa Brady, Fox News. In the St. Louis region alone, nearly 75,000 people still without power as multiple states recover from stormy weather. Last
12: night in the Atlanta metro, some big T-storms came in with some winds, uh, but really uh, the damage happened to the north where there was over 300 reports, unfortunately, of wind damage, uh, hail, rain, severe thunderstorms, and even tornadoes. Fox Weather's
10: Robert Ray, parts of Illinois hit by flash flooding, including Chicago or NASCAR, had to cut short a street race. We
5: woke up and there was no power, no electricity, no
10: nothing. In St. Louis, two people were killed by falling trees. 19 states in line for more storms today from the Southern Plains to the Northeast. But so far, the latest storms are not having a big impact at the airports where the damage is done after problems leading up to the holiday
9: weekend. Severe weather in the Northeast and across the Midwest canceled tens of thousands of flights last week. Airline and air traffic control staffing shortages have not helped. Some travelers had been delayed by as many as three days.
10: Uh, New Jersey. Jersey's Newark Airport, record air and car travel expected for this holiday. Police in Baltimore have a briefing at this hour as the search continues for suspects after a mass shooting during a block party. Three people killed, more than 20 injured. Several explosions still under investigation in the nation's capital.
8: There were three explosions within minutes of each other in the northeast part of Washington, D.C. the weekend that thousands of tourists traveled to the city for 4th of July festivities. According to police, the incidents happened between 4 30 and 4:45 in the morning starting with an explosion outside an atm then a nike store followed by a molotov cocktail allegedly being thrown at a safeway with a suspect driving away after
10: fox's ryan smells in washington there were no injuries america is listening to fox news
11: i'm kareem abdul jabbar i learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way
10: It's calmer in some parts of France after nearly a week of violent protests over the killing of a teenager during a traffic stop.
0: A six night of riots took place. Some of the heaviest clashes taking place is in the city of Marseille and Lyon, where police did have to use armored personnel carriers to patrol the streets and deter gatherings. Tear gas was fired as officers made arrests. French officials say 297 vehicles and 34 buildings were damaged late Sunday and early Monday as police forces Deployed across major population centers, here outside the French capital, police are working to stabilize the situation. A national police source told Fox News they are restoring calm to the suburbs of Paris.
10: Fox's Trey Yangs to Nantahy. Two PGA Tour officials agree to testify to Congress about the merger with Saudi-backed Live Golf. A hearing set for July 11th. In a joint announcement, Senators Richard Blumenthal and Ron Johnson say Live officials have declined to appear. In Washington State's Pierce County, fireworks are not allowed, with one exception, and it's led to friction. The Puyallup tribe set up Firecracker
12: Alley, but neighbors are upset. 2.30, 2
10: o'clock, 2.30 in the
12: morning, it sounded like a war going
0: on. The big lot draws people to sell food and fireworks, but it's creating a headache for some.
5: It just popped up real quick, and it's been nothing but a mess ever since.
0: Puyallup tribal council member Fred Dillon has a very different view. This is not the only place that's lighting fireworks. You know, I think I, I, you know, I believe that we're doing the best that we can to make sure that we we contain it. The sheriff's department really can't do anything about it since it's on tribal land. C.J. Papa, Fox News.
10: Tribal police haven't confirmed any enforcement plans for fireworks times. An hour from now, Wall Street closes early ahead of the Fourth of July holiday. Right now, the Dow's up 47 points. The Nasdaq slightly lower. And Lisa Brady, this is Fox News.